0: What's up? Another episode of Rider Reviews. I'm here with my co-host.
1: What's up? I'm Alicia.
0: Co-host Alicia. We're gonna talk about the movie Lady Bird. A. uh, It's a coming of age film about a girl growing up in Sacramento, California, and uh, so Alicia, Alicia, can you give us like a basic summary of how you describe the movie? Um. Yeah.
1: Well, it's this girl. She goes to Catholic school, and she. She really puts up a big front about how she hates everything, including like like her family and her brother and, uh, her mom, especially her school. She goes to Catholic school, um, and it's just like her kind of coming of age and becoming comfortable with like, like, the different boys that she dates and like coming to terms with like who she is and what she wants to do. And a lot of a lot of like her points of view change, um, and it's just. It's a very good movie that kind of captures, like, a snapshot of real life, even though it's definitely a movie. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. that's a, that's actually a really good description. Like, I remember I was listening to someone talk about Lady Bird, like, A24 films, but specifically Lady Bird, is A24 films necessarily don't have, like, an end game. It's just, like, a snapshot into someone's life is how someone described it to me.
1: Yeah, it was, it's less of, like, you're watching it, and, like, she, like, has this, like, trialing moment, and gets, like, her happily ever after. It's a lot more, like, looking through, like, a scrapbook, or someone's home videos, you're like, okay, cool, this is a segment of their life.
0: Yeah, and, um, that's all, like, I kind of viewed it, just because, like, I feel like I, I went to, like, as some people know, I went to an all-boys Catholic school, and, Th- like certain things that, uh, um, like, uh, oh, uh, like Danny O'Neill, like the character yeah. played by Lucas Hedges, and like Kai Shelby, like Timothy Chalamet's character. certain things that they do that, like, I literally had to endure in high school so many times, and it was like almost traumatized in a way. Like how relatable it was. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think it definitely captures the like the trauma of just like being a high schooler and like being in a very religious private school and just like the awkwardness that you feel while watching it is definitely very real. Mhm.
0: Yeah. That's how that, that's a good way to describe it. Um, so yeah, we're, uh, we're just going to jump to the movie. And so basically pretty much the movie opens up with, uh, Christine Ladybird McPherson in her car with her mom. Um, uh, her mom, uh, played by Laura Medcalf, Marin Mer- McPearson, and they just finished reading, listening to an audiobook of Grapes of Wrath by one of my favorite writers, John Steinbeck. And um, I guess, like, when the tape ends, they're both crying again, getting very emotional. And uh, you can tell, like, or, like, Lady Bird and her mom are more, like, this one m- main thing in the film, they love each other more than they like to show it whatsoever. Oh, yeah. Which I was like, damn, that's kind of relatable.
1: Well, I think they love each other, but, like, it's just hard for it to come across. Like, I think, yeah. Like, I think it's shown very clearly throughout the movie, like, how much, like, the mom loves her daughter. Um, And you just kind of see Christine, like, struggle with it throughout it. And, like, yeah, they kind of hide it from each other.
0: That's, a, that's that's the way I would describe it. And Lady Berry wants to like play music or something, and her mom like goes in this rant, and she's like, "You're so ungrateful," because like she's like, "I hate Sacramento. I want to go somewhere to like where writers go, like on the East Coast." And she's like, "You're probably not smart enough to get into that schools." And like, "Why don't you go to City College and then to jail and then back to City College until you can learn to appreciate things more?" And I'm like, "Damn, that's just so so heavy right now." Yeah. <laughs> and then she throws herself out of a car, and that's how the film begins.
1: Yeah, Christine is is portrayed as, like, this very, like, she has all of these, like, lofty goals that, like, might be very unrealistic or, like, not not accurate to, like, how she is. And her mom seems very, like, down to earth, tells it like it is, doesn't hold back for, like, any kind of feelings or anything.
0: And, yeah, I, I think I could almost relate to, like, that very overly optimistic point view on life just like from things i've just gone through and like my travels and i'm like yeah that's actually really relatable for a kid her age
1: i think we all start out like that thinking we can do stuff
0: yeah like we all start out and then we're like damn we can't do everything like i feel like we grow up like i think our generation grows up at least with this idea like oh we can do anything and i think like "Eh, slow down kid like real life will set in but yeah try your best in what you love but you can't do everything that sounds really not pessimistic but that's just like that's the more realistic way i try to view things nowadays
1: yeah i mean you can be realistic without like getting down on other people's dreams though i think that there's definitely a good balance mm-hmm. needed
0: and i think that's ladybird's main struggle like throughout the entire film is like she's trying to main balance with like every aspect of her life yeah because, like, we see yeah. that with her friends. Like, for example, um, like, it moves on later on where she's, like, in Catholic school and they're in mass and with the all-boys school. And having gone to all-boys Catholic school, I'm like, man, this is, like, one of the most relatable scenes I've ever, yeah, had.
1: ever
0: had. Yeah. And maybe similar to your case, you guys had chapels or I don't know what you guys did in academy, but... I don't know if it was similar <laughs> to that. Probably not whatsoever. Not,
1: not very similar.
0: And so, like, we meet her, like, best friend, Beanie Feldstein, but, like, well, it's Beanie Feldstein, who is actually Jonah Hill's brother, which actually makes a lot of my friends laugh, who is uh, Julianne Stefan's. And uh, I think this is where, we, like, the, we notice that about her family, like, she's on her way to school or whatever, and um, her mom, like, is, that, is this where we see that her dad, like, she asked her dad to drop her off, like, a block away from school because she chooses to walk?
1: She wants to be different.
0: That's that's what I thought at first, but if oh yeah, spoiler! Alert. If you haven't seen this movie, guys, it's it's because she doesn't want people, the kids at her school, to see her dad's car and the condition it's in. And then we meet Julie, who um, whose mom lives a very unique lifestyle in which she travels, like she she dates a lot, and she has her mom has a new boyfriend, and uh, I. Don't remember if they make fun of them or not, but you can tell that uh Ladybird kind of sees the facade that the boyfriend has. And I I can't relate because my parents have been married for like 30 years. But Thanks. I definitely grew up with kids in high school whose parents live that kind of lifestyle. And I could definitely tell that it affected them kind of in a major way. I don't know if it was like that where you were at, but that's something I've seen a lot growing up. Makes sense. Yeah, and so like the part that I really like that really got to me was uh, so Lady Bird and her best friend tried for the school theater play, and and I going in all boys school we didn't have girls there, and so in order for us to get girls to come to our shows we'd recruit from the all girls Catholic school, and so this scene where like the like the awkwardness of the boys and the girls trying to the school theater play and interacting with each other, um, actually related to me very well. I was like, dang, that's uh, the most real thing I've seen in a long time
1: like I said, they capture like all of the awkwardness of just being a teenager and everything is terrible. Like the movie does that so well.
0: I agree. Um, if one thing someone pointed out was lady bird has, doesn't necessarily have like makeup on. Like she, like she has acne, she has freckles, she has all these things. And when you see teenage coming of age movies, they have like perfect skin and everyone's perfect. And then, In this movie, it's like oh, everyone. I it's very relatable. Like I get yeah, see.
1: they do a very good job of like, like it's what it's set in. Oh, it's set in like two thousand two. Yeah. And their house is very like it's. There you can tell that they're poor. Their car is old. Their house is old. It's just like the whole the whole staging of the movie, you can tell that like they're just so broke.
0: Like her par- her brother lives in the living room with his girlfriend.
1: Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. On that. That's the part I really. Shelly.
0: Oh, dude, he's like one of my favorite characters in this whole movie. They're it, so funny. It's just like their their dynamic is so. Is he? Isn't he adopted by the way? Too isn't that revealed? Like. Yeah. At one point, like it's like you're adopted kid, and I'm like, oh, okay, that explains a lot because I look at Lady Bird and her father, and I'm like. They don't look they're like white. yeah. I was to saying they're both white. He's definitely Filipino or Hispanic. Yeah. So that's that's like the uh, what I got from there, and then you see that uh um, Lady Bird starts to develop a oh yeah. One thing I like to notice is um when she's like she's talking to like uh the like one of the the n- nuns at the school and yeah. she's like your your name's Christine. She's like no, it's Lady Bird. And she goes into a long rant about like how Lady Bird like Christine's the name she's given, but Ladybird's the name she chooses. And it's like I guess she's being talked to about like one of her essays and how she's trying to run for like like a pre- like her like a government like uh position in her student government and she's like, I do this every year, okay? And it's like she has one of her posters, literally a like a, a bird with a I mean a lady oh, yeah. with a bird head and I'm like, Wow, that's actually really, really witty.
1: And she gets in trouble for it. She's like, I don't care It's not like I'm going to win. I just, I do this and it's tradition
0: and I want to. And I respect that a lot. And it, and I feel like our general, like, I feel like, like looking at my little cousins, like my, like some of the people I see them hang out with in high school, I feel like that rebellious or like that faux rebellious attitude is like coming like to become more popular nowadays. Like I see kids are protesting actually. And not just saying stuff about it on social media, like they're actually falling protesting, which I'm like, damn, that's actually really respectful. Dang. Right.
1: Well, I feel like like Ladybird is kind of like the whole theme of the movie where it's like Christine deciding like if she like is she gonna live the life that was given to her, where she's like poor and like stays at home, or is she gonna like live the life that she gets to choose and then like she kind of does both. Where like she, she ends up really, you know, choosing to love, like her her family and like Sacramento, but also she she ends up leaving and doing what she wants to do as well.
0: Yeah, and I think um, she really hates Sacramento for some reason. It's like I feel like everyone, like at one point in their adolescence, will hate their hometown. I really. Oh, yeah it's like I felt weird because like I honestly didn't hate my hometown and everyone that went to like that grew up in the area I grew up and I feel like we're like almost very militant about our love for Kansas City
1: yeah I like I I moved to Colorado for my high school year so I like didn't I got to kind of like be apart from my hometown so I don't really like Hate it. I just don't necessarily feel like it's like my my hometown, just because I moved out so so early on.
0: Yeah, it's like I moved out of my house. I I left home when I went to college, and then like I came back after the army, and I was like, damn, I really miss this place. And I think there's a few scenes in Lady Bird that I could like actually relate to, like in especially at the very end of the movie, like. And we'll get to that later. So, um, this back to the part of the movie. So she like, she develops a like romantic relationship with, uh, with, uh, let see Danny, but, um, Danny's gay. Like it's, yes. <laughs> doesn't she find out like after this cool musical that he's uh full, uh, he's actually gay.
1: Yeah. Cause I think she's, I think she's like waiting in line for the bathroom and the women's is a long line. she just like doesn't care and she goes into the men's bathroom and she sees Danny in a bathroom stall making out with another boy and she's just so crushed
0: yeah and I think um, I think when you like when she sees that I think later on in the movie she feels like bad for him in a way because like she goes to his house for Thanksgiving which actually crushes her family like they always spend Thanksgiving together but she wants to spend Thanksgiving with his very wealthy family And you can tell his family is extremely conservative. Like, they have Reagan election photos, unironically.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of little things that, like, kind of clue you in that, like, okay, Danny is gay, and he is not allowed to be gay, and Christine doesn't necessarily belong here, and her family's very upset that she's choosing to be somewhere else, but, like, they still let her go.
0: I feel like her family is the most low key supportive family in the entire movie, like they yeah
1: like they're not like outrightly supportive, but like they'll do lo- they do lots of cute little things that just like, ugh.
0: Like they're extremely supportive of her brother. Her brother's is just extremely pierced up, and her like and her brother's uh, girlfriend lives with them. And like you find out later on is that her brother's girlfriend was kicked out of her house when she. Pretty much started sleeping with her brother.
1: Yeah. Which so, like they they took in like an extra mouth to feed, even though they they did not have to, even though they probably really can't afford it.
0: They probably shouldn't have.
1: Cause like with time, you find out that like doesn't her her dad like doesn't have a job.
0: Right? Oh, her dad full-on gets laid off. Like the company yeah. folded or whatever, and yeah, he's not. He, he's old. He's like extremely old.
1: Yeah. And then you find out that he's, like, on... He's just, like, really depressed. I think he's on medication for it. Oh, yeah.
0: He's, like... Uh, yeah, he's taking medication for it. And I think um, one person brought up when it came to this movie... I think this was, like... That generation was, like, like the last generation to... Like, the last teenage generation to live life without cell phones. And it was, like, a lot... La- the... I think, like, that generation was the last generation to, like be very quiet about their mental health issues like i think nowadays people are very more open to it back back then if you were like on yeah. medication for like things of that nature it was almost it was like
1: very like hush hush <laughs> just don't talk
0: about it yeah it's very like almost to the extent humiliating and so i think we started to see a lot of that like it's very like closeted like a lot of things are like closeted like like danny's gay her dad's depressed and they're low-key poor. And it seems like the mom's the breadwinner. I think the mom's a nurse, from what I've yeah. gathered.
1: Yeah, she works, I think, in, like, a psych- in like a psychiatric place.
0: It's it's either that or she's, is like, a nurse in an emergency room because we see the priest, yeah. Father Lefage, um, like, at some point in the matter room. Like, yeah. th- this isn't, like, a chronological order. I think we're going off of, like, the main points of the movie. Father lefitch has cancer. And he, like, gets very emotional and says, don't tell Ladybird about this. Because Ladybird honestly loves Father Leffage at one point or another. Cares a lot about Leffage, I'm pretty sure. Hope yeah. Maybe well, he's the- involved
1: with, like, the, theater. the play stuff. And
0: he's very accepting. Yeah, like, his, like, I remember at one point or another, it's, um, uh... Like, he, like, remember, like, they're doing, like... When they do play warm-ups, like, those are the it's extremely relatable, like, the cheesy play warm-ups they do.
1: Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's
0: very, very fun. Yeah, and it's just, like, I remember at first, when I first did it, I still was, like, in the show, we're, like, I'm a dude, and I shouldn't be doing this, and then when I started doing plays, I'm, like, wow, like, I actually feel comfortable in my own skin, being around people just as quirky as me. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: And you see them, like, just doing these warm-ups, and one of the warm-ups was, like, make your, like, was it, was it make yourself cry it's or something?
1: like, make it, yeah, it's, like, make yourself cry, and, Father
0: Love is just like... He's he's bawling. She just starts
1: like sobbing and everybody's like,
0: yo, what? (laughs) And then doesn't someone whisper like, oh, like his family was killed or something in like a drunk driving accident? I don't know. His family, like he, they hint that he had a family and they all died.
1: Okay.
0: Which is sad. Yeah. (laughs) Which probably can make you cry at any moment. Listen,
1: this movie makes me cry... At several moments, pretty consistently.
0: That's the emotional factor it has, man. That's a twenty four movies for you. I don't yeah. know if you've seen a lot of a twenty four movies, but a lot of them I actually kind of relate. Like, I loved it because they're. It's like it's just about life. It's not about like fighting the yeah. bad guy or getting the Infinity Stones or killing Hitler. It's just like oh, looks we're living real life yeah. right now, and um, I think I, like the, her and uh, Danny. Get distant, and I. That's where Kyle steps in, and Kyle was a bunch of guys I went to high school with. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I. I was watching that scene with Kyle, like he's reheat, like, like the like uh, the Ladybirds, like looks. I, where did they go? What, what do they call it? The lot, and Ladybirds, yeah. like you go to one parking lot to, to hang out in another parking lot, and they're like smoking cigarettes, and Kyle's played by Timothy Chalamet, like the indie, like the indie Ryan Gosling. And um, he is, like, reading a book by Howard Zinn called The People's History of the United States of America. And that was, like, one of my favorite books in high school. And when I saw that, I, like, kind of cringed. And I'm like, is that what it looked like to people in high school whenever I would carry that book around? And it kind of, like, rotted my soul.
1: I feel like Kyle is just, like, the classic, just, like, basic boy who, like, tries to cover up uh, like, some part of his life that he might not be super stoked about with, like, just being cooler and smarter and more knowledgeable than, like, everybody else.
0: Yeah, like, we can tell, first off, his family is also extremely wealthy.
1: Yeah. But it's still, like, God, it's it's still a little bit fucked up.
0: Oh, yeah, you can tell there's something wrong with his family dynamic. Yeah. I don't remember exactly, but I remember watching something like, oh, there's something up with this guy's family.
1: His dad has cancer and is like dying. I don't think his mom is part of the picture,
0: yeah. But at one point or another, like, uh, but we do see his family's kind of wealthy or may have been wealthy or maybe, yeah. Was, yeah. Because I know wealth is a big thing in that movie because, like, he's extremely wealthy, and also we see that Lady yeah. Bird struggles with that because her and Julie, because Julie's a single mom, they live in an apartment, and I think they use the same apartments in Booksmart that Benny Fieldstein slept, like, in for another scene with Benny Fieldstein, but. We see that her and like Lady Bird, they're both not very wealthy at all, and um, yeah. So when Ki- like when she like ditches Kyle, she kind of ditches um her friend Julie for a bit to hang out with her rich friends, and Julie kind of calls her out. Julie and her friend Kat like and Captain Newton's character, pretty much call her out on being extremely fake. And I'm like, yo, that's kind of some real stuff. It's like, I, uh, I that's one part I really couldn't relate in, just because like it's gonna be weird to say. I think growing up as Adventist as I am as I openly say I'm not a lot of my friends still are loosely connected to it and I've been hanging out with the same guys consistently from cradle roll to I literally hung out with them yesterday for dinner and so I couldn't relate to that because I've always kind of been friends with the same group of people throughout my entire existence and so maybe Julie and her I've known each other since probably kindergarten if we presume they started out at the same Catholic school, and then moved on forward, and I can only imagine how devastating it was to her to have lost that person in her it's life. that's like that long time friend. Yeah, because I I don't because you went to a, you went to a a different kind of a, like you went to a boarding school, so I guess it's different for you compared to like my living situation.
1: Yeah, but like, there's definitely still people who like I've known for such a long time. And, like, I'll hang out with them. And it's usually different than, like, my, like, usual friends, if that makes sense. Like, I know what it's like to have different friend groups and to act differently around them. Yeah. Even though it's not necessarily, like, a good thing to do. It's easy, especially when you're younger like this and you're not really sure or confident on, like, who you are, to act a certain way
0: around it. Yeah, and I think we all struggled with that at one point. And it wasn't until, like, I went yeah. to college and I was just like, you know what? I This is extremely emotionally exhausting. I'm going to be real with everyone. if And it, if it makes people bugger off away from me, so be it. I don't care. Yeah. And I think you get to that point in life where I I even see with adults my age, like in my mid-twenties, like people, like, put on a front and run one group of people and then acting way oh, different. And I'm like... I even said I, I I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm good man. I'm I don't I, I don't wanna drink lukewarm water. I'm I'm either like I'm I'm this way and this is the way I stay. And if you have an issue with like me being a huge fan of Star Wars but also being a huge fan of like literature and this weird nerdy stuff, then you can bugger off if you're afraid to talk about it in front of groups of people. I understand there's a time and a place for certain conversations, but I I feel like we gotta be real with each other as often as possible.
1: very telling because like ladybird tries to be so different and like against the flow with so many things but then when it comes like fitting in with like those rich friends like she just really wants to be accepted she really wants that she works for it and she kind of you know towards the end realizes that's not what's gonna make her happy but she falls into that anyways
0: yeah that's for sure um how also? How does she meet? Kyle? Did she meet? Because I know there's one scene where she's at a coffee shop for a indie concert.
1: Yeah, well, she starts working at a coffee shop, which I, I think is really fun. Because like I've had pink hair for a while. I work at a coffee shop. I don't necessarily get along super great with my mom. So like, this movie hits really hard for me in in those areas. So, I just think that it's fun.
0: Yeah, like I I, mean, I think I said yeah, once, I once on Twitter. I think I said once on Twitter, um, uh, like, you're the closest thing to Lady Bird I'll ever get.
1: I, I do be having pink hair.
0: But so. your boyfriend's not a douche, though.
1: Fair, which is nice. Yes.
0: Yeah. And so, like, yeah, they meet at a coffee shop. Because I know there's a scene where they're at, like, an indie concert in uh, a coffee shop. And I go to a lot of those. And I remember, like, talking to older generation people that were there. It's like, oh, they used to be... A big thing back in the day, and I'm like, back in the day, and then I think about like, oh, that probably was 2002 to 2003. Like this probably was because there wasn't cell phones back then. There wasn't David Dobrik doing some dumb shit on the internet (laughs) regularly.
1: You just go to your coffee shop and hear local bands.
0: Yeah, that's probably what they did, or I don't know what they did back in 2002. I was like five. No, I was, I was seven, and we were playing PlayStation. I don't know what you did when you were younger, but probably selling to the same extent and so yeah and so like we see them like develop a relationship she goes to a party she loses her virginity to him and then she hangs out at kyle's house again and then kyle pretty much reveals like you're not the first woman i've slept with and that pisses her off which i'm like yo well, first, that's
1: he lied to her because he told she she told him that she hadn't had sex and then he told her that he hadn't had sex but then later, he's like, oh, yeah, like, I've done this a bunch of times. She's like, oh.
0: Well, I haven't. <laughs> and I just thought this was extremely manipulative in so many ways.
1: Yeah. Well, I think, like, you kind of see, you kind of see through this movie that, like, Ladybird has, like, these, she has all these ideals in her head of, like,
0: We'll like, with it.
1: Danny, she was, like, he's gonna be, like, this perfect boyfriend, and then, like, he was super sweet to her, but also, like, he just wasn't into her sexually, cause he was gay. So, like, she's hurt by that, and then she find, and then, like, she finally meets someone who's into her, like, sexually, but then, like, he's kind of shitty, and, like, I just, I feel like we see, like, all of her hopes and dreams, and, like, kind of her naivety change, and, like, get broken along the way, like,
0: I I would totally agree. Just like um, he like tries to turn the conversation, and then there's this one other scene when like he's trying to talk to her and be rational with her about something, and he literally looks at her. And he's like, there are other things to deal with. He's like, do you know how many kids, innocent people, are being killed in Iraq every day? And she's literally shut up, shut up. And I was like, damn, I I've said that before to a girl, N- we not in the same context, but I've said that to a girl, and it almost ended the exact same way. And I was like that. That that's what I was like in high school. I I try to be controversial in the most inappropriate situations, or like that last week with people. But still, I think this movie really showed a lot about growing up, and I think that was a huge yeah. growing up point for Ladybird was realizing yeah. how shitty this perfect dream guy was to her.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I think she really idolized like. She'd date this guy and he'd be super rich and be really fun and really great but like in actuality he's pretty shitty. his friends are kind of shitty and it just doesn't end well for her.
0: Her friends are actually kind of shitty. shitty like they don't want I, I think like the pinnacle of it was like the school dance and she's like just drop me off.
1: Yeah when she like finally realizes that like even though like as much as she puts up this front that like she's very against the flow and she doesn't care what people think like, she really does she really cares. But she she worries about the wrong people when like she should have cared more about her friends who's who had been there for her and doesn't care how much money her parents have or anything.
0: Yeah, like like uh, like uh, Julie who is a sweetheart and still takes her in after she pretty much ditches uh, Kyle because they were like oh let's go to an a- let's go to the after party and she's like no I want to go to prom I want to experience prom and I. Uh, I kind of relate to this in a way it's like, I didn't want to go to prom, but my parents wanted me to go to prom and have photos of prom that they literally forced me to go to prom, which wasn't bad. Like I still had fun. Like I asked a, I asked my friend to go with me on the radio, which was kind of cool. And, uh, my friend, like my, the guys in my high school class were like, wow, that's Rudy actually came to prom and not as uh, some people don't know. I was a school photographer, so I preferred going to school dances and take pictures. I was just saying, I was kind of like Tyler from 13 Reasons Why, but not as creepy. Yes. Nice. Yeah. It is people knew me as the photographer and it felt weird going to prom and not be taking photos. And that prom scene was just so, just so much fun to watch. Because actually all, both dance scenes in this movie, like the country dance scene, the country dance scene when, when she's with uh, Danny, with her in the country outfit, just dancing. That's where she oh, has her first yeah, yeah, kiss. Yeah. And those going high school dances when I went to, like when I was a photographer, they were the funnest thing to watch because you could see the couples that were like actually into each other and the dude that has asked a girl and the girl that's wanted to go to a school dance. And you could see the level of awkwardness in each other's eyes and their body actions. Yeah. And I've gone, I've gone to, in, in the Abner's where we don't have dances, we have banquets and they are probably 10 times more awkward than school dances because you can't dance So you either go to, like, a play and you go to, like, a restaurant like Olive Garden or if your school doesn't have enough money you will eat in the cafeteria and someone's mom just cooks a bunch of pasta or something very vegetarian. Yes. (laughs) Is that how you describe, like, your banquet experiences in academy?
1: I mean, I had some pretty cool banquets, not gonna lie. But, yeah, I definitely, yeah, there's definitely been awkward moments that I've either been part of or, like, seen, and so, like, what I really liked about, like, the prom scene was that, like, she ends up going as, like, her best friend and, like, has a really great time, and I remember, like, one of my favorite banquets I went to with Gracie, and I, I really wanted to wear my Crocs to banquet, and so, like, we dressed up super nice, except for, like, our shoes. We just wore, like, I think she wore, like, Birkenstocks, and I wore my Crocs, and it was, that was one of the best banquets because I didn't have to worry about a guy or like any awkwardness. It was just like me and my friend, and we had a really great time. And I think that movie really captures like that that friendship that can be, and just like how beautiful it is.
0: Yeah, I think we need more films like that. I think we get too many films, especially in that era until now. Like we get a lot of films where it's just dude. It's a it, mostly male oriented. It's a guy trying to get laid before he graduates high school, or trying to get the girl. And like this movie and um, Booksmart, it's about female friendship. And as a male, female I,
1: friendship.
0: Yeah, it's about that. It's about hey, and people are like, well, it's female friendship. I'm like, dude, don't don't overthink. It could be about friendship in general. It's just yeah. about friendship and two people caring about each other. It's like I um, my prom date in high school. I wasn't in love with her, but. I, I was like, let's go to prom together. And I was like, well, I'll figure out a witty way. I'll, I'll ask her on the radio. and But um she wore Uggs to the to the prom because it, was, it wasn't a big deal to me. I didn't care. Yeah. And I think we overcomplicate relationships. Like, oh, we got to make it this big ordeal because I got to impress her. I'm like, yeah if she really cares about you, she's really not, or vice versa. They're really not going to give a shit. Yeah. And
1: well, I think like or, this movie shows her kissing and really into like I think I think there's three different guys that she kisses in the this movie. Like this movie is definitely not about like but,
0: like Christine
1: finding the love of her life. It's it's very much just like Christine living her life and having heartbreak after heartbreak and going through stuff and like the people who are there for her like through it all, which I think is just super cool cuz like like you can you can date somebody and it, it can be really cool, but at the end of the day, like your family's there for you and your friends are there for you. Like no matter what is going on with the rest of your life.
0: Like we see her family's really there for like her dad, her dad literally like takes like out a, a second mortgage to pay for her to go to school and help fill out financial yeah. aid plans behind her mother's back. And her dad, like pretty much, I, I think it's hinted that her dad and her brother were fighting for the same job position and his dad, her dad's yeah. like proud of him. Yeah. Which in my way, and Lady Bird's mom, like, they argue a lot throughout this movie. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think one, like, the two definite arguments that get me the most is the argument she has with her mom when they're looking for dresses. And then, oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> I think that argument, like, they're, like, literally arguing with each other, but then they go back to, oh, that dress would look really cute on me.
1: There's a moment in that, I think they're in, like, Goodwill or something. Yeah. Um. There's a moment in that store where, like, Christine, like, Christine's wearing a dress, and she really likes it, and her mom doesn't really like it, and uh, I don't remember exactly what they say, but it's, it's so good, uh, her mom is just like, I just want, like, I just want you to be at your best, and Christine is like, what if this is all I am? Will that be enough for you? It's like, damn, damn.
0: I, this, this. The writing in this movie is so sharp.
1: It's so on point because like, I don't care who you are, but everybody has felt that with somebody where like, somebody's pushing you to be better and you're they're pushing you out of love usually. But sometimes that comes across as like, like, can you, can you, can this person love me for who I am right now? Because I, I can't always be like my best self, you know? Yeah. I definitely, definitely felt that. I
0: yeah. Yeah, and I, I was like, damn, this movie is just so hard in the paint. Like, I loved this movie so so much, and it like just blew my mind away. It's like the and it, this in a marriage story. I feel like we're if I think if I think Greta Gorig is like really good friends with Noah Baumbach, the the the, the director of Marriage Story. And the, I think the movie is so sharp; it's able to like portray actual human emotion, because I feel like we get coming of age movies and they're just so stupid. Like it's all about the laughs and like sex jokes, which I'm not gonna lie, I enjoy a lot of this movie too. I'm not gonna front like that's just me, but I feel like this movie is just a very real movie about human emotion, and you see that a lot with her character, like the the pro life scene when she pretty like she gets sent home, sent home. Or suspended, because I don't I remember what she says at the pro-life rally.
1: Oh my god, I don't, I barely remember that scene. That There's like that one lady, and she's like, what if I was a, my mother could have aborted me, and and Christine says something. What it's like, we saying? wouldn't
0: have to sit through this fucking speech.
1: Yeah, she's like, then we wouldn't have had to come to this assembly, and then she gets, she has to go home.
0: Yeah, I just thought that I just thought that was extremely funny. I was like, "Damn!" Like that, that reminds me of us in high school. We had an assembly, and I just remember it was about this guy that was hit in a a, a guy. He was in a car accident, and like one, like he couldn't walk anymore. It's actually it was a very depressing assembly. It was about drunk driving, and he had his whole life ahead of him. But he was like, "Yeah, there's like certain things like I I could have like he brings up certain programs they have for people in a situation. One of them was like. A wheelchair basketball league, and you hear a kid like later on. This guy's like being serious, <laughs> talking about a situation. And the little and you hear someone yell, like, So, did you get in the kid the basketball league or not? And you just see like the dude, just like his motion changes, like he gets angry at the kid. And I just remember listening to that, and I'm like, Damn, that's yeah.
1: a <laughs> it's- I mean, kids be like that.
0: I don't know we uh, yeah it, it was it was things like that that made me appreciate this movie cuz it was like ah it's actually pretty relatable to what we've seen like like what I saw in high school is how dumb kids are.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's like I Shoot I was I was dumb until I was like 20 23.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like you said with like the like even little things like the makeup to like the awkwardness of everything and like them doing like play warm-ups for acting like they capture the that fake confidence and awkwardness that embodies the whole high school experience for pretty much everyone mm-hmm. it's pretty great
0: and i want to like, i think towards the end of the movie we start to see like her like and like pretty much uh close the doors and certain things like her relationship with danny She's pretty much, like... I, um... Like, isn't he at the coffee shop, or whatever? Or, like, she's somewhere, and they meet up, and they're, like... He's, like, I understand what I did was, like, really shitty, but you have to understand, like, what I'm going through as well. And then you start to realize, like, oh, he's probably struggling with the fact that he is gay in a conservative family in 2003.
1: Well, I think, like... is like part of his relationship with christine was like he had a friend who he could hang out with and like yeah like there's a scene i think it's them at the coffee shop and she's like out the back door taking out the trash and he's there and then like i think he cries and she just like holds him for a little bit and it's just very like it's it's just very good because it's like it's i think it's christine realizing that like yeah her life can be kind of shitty but like there's a lot of people going through other shitty things
0: out there. And I think, I think it's, it's a good, good scene. Yeah. And I think she starts to see, I think Christine's the most awkwardly open person about all her issues. And then you start to see the other people that aren't like, like she calls out Julie in the movie about how her mom had her at 19. And I think it's like, I think there's some other things that she pretty much brings out the issues of her and her mom that she's not afraid to admit. And, like, or she, like, and Danny's a closet, like, he's gay and can't be open yeah. about it. And you see all these other girls that pretty much have to deal with the fact that they have to hold the emotional weight of, they have to fit this mold set in place by their parents. And they hang around douchebags like, uh, Kyle. Yeah. And I, I, Dan is, I still just love the dynamic with, like, Miguel. Because you see... Miguel just trying his best and like you can see he's struggling but also he's he's very old I feel like Miguel's the most comfortable with himself
1: yeah which like they're the they're they're like two of the only people who you see in that movie who like are colored and like have piercings and just like are doing their thing I don't know it's like it's, they're contrasting to everybody else who ever like everybody else in the cast.
0: Yeah, and I really appreciated that. And it's like it's like the movie doesn't like the movie doesn't get a happy ending in a way. It it gets an ending. And I think that's the most respectful part to it. And I remember Greta Gerwig has hinted she wants to do a sequel on the A Twenty Four podcast, which I would absolutely love to see a. 20-something to 30-something ladybird just to see how chaotic her life has become. Because yeah. I think the the college scene definitely was a thing because I think...
1: Because um, she, she moves out... Because she applies to all these colleges behind her mom's back. Her yeah, helps her. And then she gets it. She gets accepted to one in, like, New York. Yeah. And, and she, she moves out there. She, like, packs up her room and everything. And her mom is just, like, really mad doesn't really talk to her and she like drops her off at the airport and like doesn't even really hug her goodbye which is that's like a whole scene in and of itself that's hard to watch because you you see her mom like be her mom breaks down her mom breaks down and it's just like why like you love her and you care about her can you not show that in like a better healthier way than just like Ugh
0: yeah That scene was just so beautiful to me, just because, like, the closest thing I can get to that, like, yeah, my parents dropped me off at college, but I was only, like, three hours away. I think the closest, like, the closest thing I got to that was uh, when I shipped out with the army, hugging my mom and dad, and just being like, well, bye, mom, bye, dad. And I guess my mom told me, she's like, mom being the the very Guatemalan woman she is, broke down crying, I was like, well, uh, I gotta go uh, defend capitalism, so I'll I'll see you when I see you, mom, bye. Like I got to have like a goodbye with my parents. She really didn't, and she just kind of like slipped away. And then like you see her in New York, and I just she like explores it, goes to like, and she's at a college party, and this this guy asks, "What is your name?" And she's like, "It's Christine."
1: Yeah, you can tell she's she's kind of given up, like rebranding in that certain way. Where she's maybe accepting parts of her life as they are.
0: Yeah, which I accept, and uh, she gets drunk. It's like her first big party. It's the first time we've ever seen her really drink too. Yeah.
1: Well. Yeah. Wait. I don't think she's had many chances.
0: Did she get high? Did she get high in the movie? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she, does. Yeah, she like got high for the first time, and so that happens. But like, this is the first time we really see her just get out of control, drunk, and um, like she kisses this one guy, and then she ends up in the ER. And I just like work. I work at a hospital myself, and and having watched that, I'm like, you don't need to go to ER the ER for that. She wasn't dying. She just was really drunk. That's a waste of resources. But she's young and dumb and doesn't know the consequences to her actions. So you know. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. I made. We've all made dumb choices too. And I feel like that. Like, does she go to? She goes to mass, or she walks outside a cathedral, and yeah. she um, she calls her mom because yeah, her dad gave her a cell phone before she left, and
1: well, her dad also gave her like a box of letters, and he was like, your mom tried to write you a letter before you left. And she never finished it, or she never could find the perfect words. Like, she, he gave her, like, all the, like... Because there's a scene where we see her mom, like, sitting with, like, a yellow Lego pad, and she's, like, writing and writing, and she keeps, like, throwing away the paper. And her dad, like, went through and saved all those papers, because they were letters to Lady Bird, but...
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, she wouldn't have gotten to read them, but her dad saved them and gave them to her, and she sits and, like, she reads to them, and and... And then I think it kind of... And then I think she kind of realizes that, like, just how much her mom loves her and cares about her, even though, like, her teenage years were kind of difficult, or, like, yeah. it wasn't coming across. So, yeah. Then she she's, like...
0: She's, like, hey, mom, it's me. Hey, mom and dad, it's me, Christine. It's the name you gave me, and it's a good one. That's I'm literally reading the quote right here. And, like, she's reading these things, and... I'm trying to think. She talks about like that drive, her first drive alone in Sacramento, and it just shows her driving away, and then like it just like she's on the phone call, and then it ends up with it ends with her saying thank you, and then the movie cuts to black. And I just remember, I know um, co-host Kyle. If you were to ask him about that scene, he was like, "That's the most cheesy scene. The movie was good up until that scene. Like he literally was." He literally was angry about that movie scene. He's like, "Oh, that's so cheesy. That would never happen in real life." I'm like, "God damn it! Can you let me have a good movie, Kyle?" Because coming of age movies have a special place in my heart. I don't know why. I can no matter how masculine I act, coming of age movies with female leads somehow get me every time, and I love them. Like Lady Bird, Eighth Grade, and Booksmart and Juno are some of my favorite movies. Yeah. Well, there's
1: something that like. Yeah. Well, I feel like she romanticized so many little things, but she hated San Francisco. And then there's there's a scene where like one of the one of her teachers at the Catholic school is like you always act like you hate this place, but you really love it. You can tell by the way you pay attention to like all the little details. Yeah. And Christine is just like <laughs> whatever.
0: She's like, no, I don't. And she's like, no, you do. So I think do. at the
1: end, like, she finally gets, like, her little romanticized scene of Sacramento. Because so I think she finally realizes that, like, she does really like it. And that she's okay with liking it.
0: Yeah, and I th- I, I kind of felt the same way, too. Because like, I like, feel it like... It might
1: be cheesy, but I feel like it fits in pretty well.
0: Yeah, people are like, oh, that's cheesy. And, like, well, as humans, we're very lame. <laughs> It's extremely cliché, but in a way like eh, it's very relatable because in a way like I feel like in the end we're 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 living clichés of ourselves at some points in our lives. And I feel like this movie can definitely help a lot of people struggling with their issues. And I definitely hope in the future they do make a a, a sequel to this. I would love to see a sequel where we see Danny like hopefully he's like to see where Danny went in his life. Maybe he came out of the closet and we see i'm cool with even seeing how kyle turns out. maybe kyle turned out all right or maybe he just became some really shitty accountant and is just a just a complete douche still and i would like to see how julie turns out because i and or the other girls in this movie because i know like body body identity was a struggle in this movie i think in the swimming pool scene we kind of got hints of that or i also like to see how lady Bird turns out because i really wonder how did she turn out Because I remember someone brought up, you know, 2002 to 2003, like the year she graduates. That was the, like, that was the first big year for, like, our permanent war with Iraq and Afghanistan started. And that's where, like, a lot of young men decide to start enlisting because of this. And I would really like to see if maybe she had to face the effects of that. I don't know. Or maybe that's just, I'm just saying that because I'm, I'm like, I was in the service, but... I'd like to see like her effects on politics because of that, because we definitely, I definitely feel like she thought she was into politics, but she really wasn't just because of like how she were at. Like first off the, in the situation with her and Kyle w- was different, but Kyle's like definitely into politics, likes to act like he's into politics. And I'd like to see like her change on the, her outlook on the world has because of the time she grew up into now. Yeah. Cause she'd be like in I what think- her thirties. She'd be, like, in her late 30s at this point.
1: I think another movie would be really cool. I think it'd be hard to capture, like, like, part of the beauty of this movie is just, like, the awkwardness of high school, which, like, they'd have to come up with something else.
0: Oh, the awkwardness of your 20s or 30s, man. Like, it's awkward. I mean,
1: yeah, it never really goes away, but, like, I think that's why that I think that's one of the, the really fun factors of this movie is that it does capture a lot of high school moments that everybody can really relate to no matter what type of high school they went to, in some ways.
0: Oh, for sure, I can I can completely agree with that, and it's I I feel like they could definitely make a second movie just of the, me, the awkwardness of your twenties and thirties.
1: Yeah, well, they definitely they definitely did a good like. Ending. Setup of characters, you know, if Ladybird was to like go home after being in college or something, like they have a good baseline of characters that they could work with for sure.
0: Yeah. Like, I could definitely see that. And I hope, maybe, I hope Greta Gerwig sticks with that because that would just be like such a good way to like close out her character. And if not, this was a good film, just a standalone movie. Just stuff like the human relationship. And I definitely... this and Book Smart were two big movies in the coming of age drama genre, genre that I appreciated that didn't revolve around either a lead character having cancer and people over overcoming that or someone trying to get laid. It was just a girl just living her life, just trying to be Ladybird.
1: Yeah. Lots of female female things, which is really awesome. Always to see.
0: Yeah, and um as a male, I, I, I'm cool with that, you know? I, I think we need more of that actually. Because, like, I feel like I, I, we, I grew up in the generation of, like, Super Bad, Sex Drive, Pineapple Express, which were either coming to, like, loosely coming of age comedies to Stoner comedy. Anything with Seth Rogen was just a comedy.
1: Yeah. And it was
0: good to see yeah. something that was not a comedy, but it was also yeah. funny at the same time.
1: I just like that it was it was very much not really set around like Ladybird like meeting the love of her life and getting a happily ever after. It was just very much like her being really naive and making a lot of mistakes and growing up and just like life goes on.
0: Yeah, it's about pretty much the daily cycles of life. And yeah. um yeah, it, this movie definitely was like very relatable to me and unrelated to me in some very ways. But definitely was a movie that you can learn a lot from, and uh, I know a lot of people that this movie like helped them discover themselves a lot. Yeah. And or was relatable to a lot of people. Uh, but yeah, um, to wrap this up, how many spanks would you give this movie? Uh, one out of ten. How
1: many spanks? Yeah. Is 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 the spank a good thing or a bad thing?
0: It's a good thing.
1: Oh, I would give this nine spanks out of ten, just because it kind of makes me sad a little. So I can't watch this movie during like seasonal depression hours.
0: Understandable, yeah. I completely, I completely respect that. Um, I would give it, I would give it like an eight out of ten, just because, like, for me, I just felt like. They could have done more certain characters, like certain characters' backgrounds, but yeah. I'm, I'm never going to get what I want because I'm just, I'm just extremely anal when it comes to like my movies. I'm pretty sure you've known that just by knowing who I am as a person. And this movie just related to me too hard and I couldn't, like when I was watching it, I was like, damn, this is very relatable and I, uh, I don't know how I should, uh, deal with this, these emotions that I'm having.
1: Like, I'm in this photo and I don't like
0: it. Yeah, I, I, that's pretty much what it was. That's like the the scene of Timothy Chalamet on top of like sitting on someone's car reading Howard Zen. Was me in high school. I remember doing that so many times, and I I I I saw myself. I'm like, can someone get this guy? Like, someone take this guy home, please. He needs help. He's sick. Get as your roommate Gracie would say, get him some milk.
1: He needs some milk.
0: But uh, yeah, before we close this out, you have any final words to say about Lady Bird?
1: Nah, dude dye
0: your hair pink. Yeah, you know what? Dye your hair pink, do what you want. Uh just be yourself. That's all I'm going to say. If you're if you're under 18, you're still in high school listening to this, which I wonder why you're listening to my mediocre podcast. Just be yourself. Like there's there's no point being fake, okay, kids? That's just my word of advice.